This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we're going to do a podcast now. And after the podcast, you're going to get our warm-up show, which will make sense what I'm about to say in about 15 minutes or so. But I'm just going to hit you with this first. All right, Jerry. Oh, hi, Jerry. And then Al Dukes will let it sit there. Oh, all right. This is called a big tease. Big tease. For the warm-up next. Oh. Here's what I will tell you. So last night, Clay Thompson hit 14 threes, a new yes. NBA record. We let that sit. All right. The audience has to wait for your reaction later. Oh, the tease, the radio I'm tease. I'm now going to give an answer to a question you had before, but it's going to come after on the podcast. Wow, this is confusing. Yes. Reggie Miller, LeBron James, career high, three points made in the game. Eight. Really? And I'll give you Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. Pretty big names, Because right? I, I kept bringing up Larry Bird as being a three-point guy. Right. And my point to you was it was a different game then. The game's played on the three-point line now. It's different. Uh, Larry Bird and Michael Jordan tied most three-pointers in a game seven. I watched these all-star festivities from years ago in the 1980s, and Larry Bird did the three-point contest. Yes. And he just sat there, Jerry, popping from the— Different game. All over the, the court. Because the game, you know, in the 80s, even in the 90s, the game was not about three-point shooting. It was getting the ball inside, playing inside out with the center. Now guys are three-point specialists. I mean, that's far, dude. Have you ever been on an NBA court— in NBA terms of court. how far a three-pointer really it's far is. Out, they're far out there. <laughs> yes, they're far out Further there. Further out than well, I talked point. to Izzo. We're going to have our challenge coming up. Oh, is that right? Where I get to go out onto a court and shoot threes? Yes. And me and you are also going to put our basketball uh, prowess up against two youngsters. Where I drain threes, Jerry? And you're going to try and drain From them. the outside? Right, as I defend you. Drain. I'm going to run at you. I'll step back. And when did the shorts change for the NBA? Because they used to be... 1988. Uh, tidy, tight, very yeah. tight, short shorts. Remember Magic Johnson wore those short little shorts? Larry Bird did? Yeah. All those guys. Dominique Wilkins. And then, do you think it was one year, like, all of a sudden, when the league, when the season started, all of a sudden, people were like, wow, everyone's shorts are so much longer. Hmm, I don't know. I would say it was probably gradual. A gradual change. A gradual so, change. An inch every year. Yes. Until it got to the point where... It was down to their knees. It was gradual. I'd like to see it come back. Here's what else I've noticed uniform-wise. Quarterbacks now barely wear shoulder pads. Like Patrick Mahomes, look at right there. We see Derek Carr, barely shoulder pads. Look yeah, at this guy, Jimmy right. Garoppolo, barely shoulder pads. They're not wearing what a linebacker wears, but I guarantee you if you put them on, you'd be like, okay, these are a pain in the ass. But, like, but they're not the same. You're right. Boomer shoulder pads? That dude wore big shoulder sure. pads. Boomer did. Yeah, you're not wrong. These guys are also really big, too. 
So it might mask the size of the pads in a way. I see. If me or you put them on, it might look like we have boulders on our shoulders. I'd be swimming in uh, shoulder <laughs> pads. Your head would be swimming in the shoulder pads. So short shorts in the NBA and shoulder pads in the NFL. Yes. That and the, there are certain teams' uniforms in the NFL, like the Giants in particular. They have these jerseys on that almost are like... Form-fitting? Yeah, like no, that, even beyond that, they're like, they look like the material of scuba diving suits. Yeah, like they're form-fitting to your skin. Yeah, where you can't grab them. Well, that's by design, so they that can't be pulled down, which is why some guys are getting pulled down by their hair. That doesn't seem fair. No. That's why you actually have to tackle somebody. Oh, I see. Tackle. Tackle. Jerry, I've got a, uh, saw this story, that Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I didn't think we'd start there. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic is going on tour with a full symphony orchestra. You're in, aren't you? No chance. No. And I was wondering, would you ever go see Weird Al Yankovic? I would not. Even if he didn't have a whole symphony orchestra? I don't think so. Uh, I like, could take wanna, my kids. Do you want to see that back. parody songs? I, I could take my kids to that. But then again, they wouldn't know the songs that it's a parody of. Right. So no, I guess I wouldn't go. He's made a lot of money, Weird Al. Yes. In 2019 North American tour featuring a full symphony orchestra at every stop. How many stops does it say? Mm, does not say. Is he like selling out like arenas, stadiums, amphitheaters? What are we talking about here? I think they are theaters. VFWs? I think they're theaters. Like really? he plays theaters. So he play like the Beacon Theater. I would think he could play the Beacon Theater for sure. The theater at Madison Square Garden, the NJ Pack Center. That's a good question. Let me Count Google. Basie. Uh, I bet you he's too big for Count Basie. Yeah? I'm going to Google Weird Al Tour. Aren't the, See what type Bar- of... Aren't the Doobie Brothers playing Count Basie or Pat Benatar or something? You would know that. That's your right of your alley. Right. I think Weird Al can fill a place uh, more. Let me see. Weird Al Tour. Let's see where he's going, Jerry. Tour, Weird Al, Boom. Oh my gosh, they have, this is the Weird Al website. They have 2019, where, okay. Boy, this is a terrible website. Weird Al's got to step his game up. He needs right, to pay someone to do a real it website. Stinks. Your website stinks, Al. Special guest, Emo Phillips. I mean, get lost. What is Emo Phillips? Emo Phillips is that comedian who talks like this. <laughs> I never even heard of it. Is Roy Orbison still alive? He's dead, Jerry. He's passed. Oh, so then him playing Count Basie is not really, oh, the hologram tour. Oh, I see. Ooh, a hologram tour. Of Roy Orbison, yeah. Remember they were going to have a... So uh, it's Friday. Uh, this Friday. Yeah, I just gave you and Gina something to do this Friday night. Go the to Red Roy, Bank. Go to see the Roy Orbison hologram. Oh, remind me. Oh, oh. Remind me to say Red Bank in a minute. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, the Roy Orbison. Remember there was a thing where it was like Michael Jackson uh, or the Tupac Shakur? Yes. Uh, they were going to do a hologram tour for him. Yeah, I do. For both those guys. I'm not going to go see. A ho- you would got to think that the people who like Roy Orbison are old people, right? I would think so. They are not going to. Like, my parents wouldn't sit there way hologram Roy Orbison doing a tour. Right, right. A show. I wouldn't think so. Neither would my parents. Do you think some of the people going to the Roy Orbison show, when is this tonight? Uh, or this Roy weekend? Orbison is Friday. Friday. Do you think some of the people going think they're going to really see Roy Orbison and not sure that he's dead? I might have. I didn't know. I just asked you. Let me ask you this. Does it say hologram in small print? Yeah. Roy Orbison is in big print. 
tour. And then underneath it in small print says the hologram tour. The hologram tour. Now, Collective Soul is playing there, and that's not They're hologram. holograms? No, that's le- legit Collective Soul. Oh, Collective Soul. All right. That, to me, seems like too big for that arena, for that theater. That so many people would be wanting to see Collective Soul? Well, I don't know. We hear I all these know. concerts playing, like, arenas, and I'm like, how do they sell out? And they're like, True. well, they do. Yeah, it's hard to, like, some... Uh, I did used to, like... I used to play this game with uh, Craig uh, in the office. We would say... He would give me an artist, and I would guess which arena in the area they would play how about Southside johnny in the asbury jukes on that, new year's eve it's at uh, count basie i went there this past new year's eve for uh, Southside johnny oh, okay good time not that great all right then <laughs> never mind you're funny he was not that great simon and garfunkel oh the simon and garfunkel story see very tricky very tricky that place i mean look at this very very tricky uh let me just quickly all right jerry um Graham Nash is playing there, the real okay. Graham Nash. The real Gra- hologram tour? Or real? No, the real Graham Nash. Okay. And then la- the one thing on uh, Red Bank real quick. So do you remember, Bob Saget's there too next year. Do you remember when Kristen Chenoweth, what does she do? She's uh, like a Broadway uh, actress. Remember when Singer. we went out with my friends uh, and the wives were having issues with the men there? We In Red Bank? Fight. Yes. You uh, you and your friends and the wives went we out. had some issues. Had some couple drinks. I, I did was, not have any drinks. There were some dudes stalking out your women. Correct. And you almost punched the guy. Correct. Lights out. Yes. And I never mentioned the place, nor will I mention the okay. place. Okay. Red Bank, though. But it was a place in Red Bank, and there's a lot of play. And Red Bank's awesome. This is one place that just I'm not so— Not that great. I don't like. Right. I know. I'm trying to be nice. All right. So at my this baseball game Friday night for my son, my assistant coach is, I guess he's my age, maybe a little younger. Somehow the topic came up that his wife wasn't at the at the game. She's at every game. Oh, well, she went out with her friends, blah, 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 blah. And I had made the point. I'm like, you know, I got to tell you, when these women go out, God knows what they're dealing with with these guys. And he goes, oh, tell me about it. He goes, he brings up a night that they were out, he got into a fight because there was a guy there described, I swear to God, Al, the same guy that I almost punched out. He'd And it's hard to hard to say it's not the same guy because this guy was like 6'5", had the same look, who went after his wife and wouldn't leave her alone to the point where he got the guy in a chokehold. He's banned from the place. The Red Bank. Same place. The Red Bank stalker. Yes. Same place. Because at the end, I'm like, well, like, where was this? Because this sounds like something we dealt with a few weeks ago. He mentioned the place. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Same place. That's wild. The Red Bank stalker is there. Piece of crap. Now, tonight is mischief night. Yes. The night before Halloween. Am I done with that story? We're yeah. moving on? Well, I didn't know if you would want to give up the guy's name or his location. I don't, I don't have his name. Other than the Red Bank stalker. So go ahead. It's mischief night. Mischief night. Did you do mischief night things when you were a kid once very little stuff toilet, toilet paper yeah. someone's toilet house. paper on the trees we did one time and that was it never shaving did cream on no. people's car windows never did that I, we did toilet paper on trees one night that was yeah. it nothing else egg somebody's okay. house we did toilet paper on trees one time right nothing else how old is too old to do mischief night things probably when you could get arrested 18. I think 14 or 15, you're starting to get to... I don't think it's very big anymore. It's not, because there's cops all over the place. There's cops all deep in this. Or that. Somebody, yeah. one mischief night, put uh, packets of sugar in my mother's gas tank. Now, what does that do? Does it burn out the gas? Does it ruin the fuel line? I think what it just... Do? Absorbs the gasoline? I don't know what it does, other than... How'd you, sh- you know? 
well, I was a kid when they came home or she went to start the car. Something didn't work, and then she noticed they had left the... That was back in the day when they had... Uh, Siphoning gas out of your tanks? Yeah, like, like, like there was... You didn't have to unlock your gas tank. Right. It was just available. And people unscrewed the cap and just put sh- jammed sugar packets in, and they left sugar packets hanging out of oh, it. Oh, I see. Got it. But I remember as a small child being in the living room yeah. with the cops there explaining that they'd put sugar packets in my mother's car. Interesting. Me, not so much. What, what not I so never much. put sugar packets no. in anybody's car. I did toilet paper and around some trees once. Yeah, kids used to egg houses. Yeah, again, stupid. Shaving cream on. Oh, you know where they used to put shaving cream on the um, underneath side of your, of, you, no, of your car handle for your door? So when you would that go to sucks. get into your car, shaving cream. That's not right. And then tomorrow's Halloween. I hope you're giving out fun, full, full-size well, candy bars. Well, we did bars. cover this yesterday. Uh, I will All not right. be home tomorrow. So oh, right. Party. Anticipate giving out much. We do have candy, not full-size bars. Um, not like you, Mr. Moneybags. I will not be participating right. in Halloween. Once again, tell other people what to do, and yet you don't partake. I will Got not it. be, yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, now, Jerry, this is for iPhone users, which I know you don't have. You have... Um, like an Android, Android situation. Yes. Apple sucks. Go ahead. Are you? Do you have any? Do you have an app on there? Like on Apple, you have FaceTime, where you could do video chatting. Right. Do you do video chat? No. Can you do that on your phone? I have no idea. I guess Skype you could use. Yeah, I don't have Skype. Anymore. I used to have Skype. I don't anymore. But there's a new iOS update coming today. Oh Jesus! Christ. That will give you group FaceTime. Who needs it? Well. I was thinking this. You know how Boomer sends us text message, group text messages all the time? Like he'll text message me, you. Yes. Geo. Yes, although I Eddie. might be cut out of those now, but yes. Um, what if he were to group FaceTime us instead? I don't have FaceTime. Mm. So you'd be out. I'd be out. The rest of us have Apple phones. I get the We'd sense. Be in. I do get the sense that mm-hmm. um, he's not going to be FaceTiming you. Why? Oh, me. I thought or you. any of us. Okay. I think personally, my let's, opinion. Let me see what other things are coming out here today. Uh, beauty gate fix. What the hell is that? Let's see. Uh, the the, know, who the, who adjust- the f- is this Funhouse guy? Funhouse guy? Oh, I just bleep that out. Yeah, please. I'll have to bleep that out. What time is it? Okay, I will bleep <laughs> that out, Jerry. Who is Funhouse? You're asking on Twitter? Yes. As the fellow who's obsessed with Mike Francesa and just sends all his videos, this luckily guy, because then we can use them. That's fine, and, and I don't have to go through that's all of and this wonderful. Stuff. But I find it comical that he sends me a clip, uh, sends me a tweet this morning. He tweeted to you, telling me to get out of my cave, right? Because I was not aware of the Mike Francesa Matt Vascursion stuff. Hmm. When his life revolves around sitting in a cave. Listening to Mike and clipping clips of Mike. A Mike Francesa cave. Yes. Like, I, I don't know how to make this any clearer. I don't care what Mike does. While other people may see Mike Francesa clips, and I'm only, I'm only saying this because he just hit back me. He was angry. popped up. You cursed no, he's not him out angry, here. But no, no, I'll read what he just wrote. So earlier today, and I don't get much on Twitter anymore, and that's fine, to be quite honest. He wrote something about get out of your cave about the about the clip, and I wrote back. You know, I don't live my life on the internet. When I leave here, I'm not on Twitter and I'm not on social media. I have a life with my kids and I really don't care. Plus, I don't care what Mike does, unlike most people. Right. So he wrote back just now, which is why I'm bringing it up because it just popped up on my phone. 
I mean, you were shocked at the possibility that this was real. Yes, I was, because I would think Mike knows who Matt Vaskersian is. Correct. Like most people in sports. Been around a while. Very surprised, yes. The clip was on awful announcing. Sorry, don't go there every day. I Dead do. spin, don't go there every day. And everything in between. Once again, I'm not on the internet all day, every day. Sorry right. about that. But I got my answer. You have a like, unlike the other 2.4 million people that watched the clip. Yeah, I guess I am. I'm different. What do you want me to tell you? So he's claiming he's got 2.4 million people that saw his clip. That's what he said. Of Matt Vescurgeon. Good for him. Great. Keep clipping up Mike stuff. I don't give a f- about what Mike does. It's two bleeps now. Two bleeps. I don't. I'm not obsessed with Mike. Okay. I respect him. He does his show. We do ours. Right. F- everybody else. Three bleeps now. I am aye, gonna aye, be. Yay, this Mike stuff. I hope I don't have to pay for individual bleeps. Two. Four bleeps. That's going to cost me. God damn. That's a lot of money. Five. <laughs> I just I can't take oh, it. <laughs> just, it's too much. It's a lot. The and bleeps. Here's or the, the thing. Stuff. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care that this stuff's out there. Right. Have fun with it. But leave me the f- alone that I don't care about it. Okay. Does that make sense? I think I hear I think I hear what you're saying. I'm just gonna do one long bleep for that. It's too much. It's whatever, dude. Right. I'm not obsessed with Mike. I think I am hearing you correctly. As a follow-up, do you care what Mike does? No. Oh. That let me ask you this then. I- are you at home on the internet all day? No. I'm okay. Not. I'm from running from baseball. Here's my day yesterday. Yesterday you had a busy day. You Here's went to day. the vet. You went to the dentist. You went to uh, some sort of I, uh, physical therapy. Al, I didn't get home yesterday until 7 o'clock. That's late. 7 o'clock. Okay. If you think at 7 o'clock I'm getting on the computer. I don't think. No chance. Nope. I'm not doing it. Today, I'm going to drop you off, and then I got to... And I'm not complaining. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I love everything about my life. It's awesome. But yeah, it's busy. I'm going to drop you off today, and then I'm going to drive straight to New Brunswick, Piscataway, for a Rutgers Media Day, Okay, of which I have to leave early because I have to get home to get my eight-year-old to his flag football practice, to which I might get home by 6.30, have some dinner, likely maybe take a walk because I've got no physical activity going on in my life right now uh, exercise wise okay and then i'm going to lay down i am not going to sit here with my nose in twitter or facebook or goddamn instagram i'm not going to sit there <laughs> i can't take it i can't take it okay and again you not you live your life i'm happy with mine stop the- criticizing what i'm doing with my lack of internet I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Probably haven't edited this uh, recording. I'm sorry. I'm I'm very sorry. I apologize. It's a live mic. I should not be doing this. All right. Well, we're on the uh, podcast. You can do whatever you like on this thing. From what I hear. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just created work for you, and I didn't mean to do that. That's fine. It's early. I can can do all the bleeps. I hope so. Please don't miss any. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to just start from where you first cursed, where I said I'm going to have to bleep that, and then I'll just listen for the rest and bleep my face off. Yes, I'm sorry. I think this is the first time I've actually cursed up for real on the podcast. I don't mean it. I'm just, I'm tremendously frustrated right, right now by some stuff. Some things. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, I was ready to throw the, the computer out the window this morning. 
The one in here or out oh, by your desk? All of them. All the computers. All of them. What do you live under a rock? You didn't see the mic? No, I didn't. And guess what? Everything's great. I didn't miss anything. He can't save Excursion. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Right, you don't I care. I don't care. Right. Is that a curse? Do I have to beep that? No. I might. Just because it'd be fun to have more beeps. <laughs> I, I got it. I got All right, it. Jerry, the warm-up program aye, aye, aye. is next. That's what got this whole day started. So? Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, Tuesday morning in New York City, we call it Brody Van Wagenen Day. If you're a Mets fan, he'll be introduced. You'll hear it on the fan today at 2.30. Right now, though, you're going to hear the wonderful manly sounds of Al Dukes. Oh, hi, Jerry. That's when manly. you say he'll be introduced, he'll just come up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brody Van Wagenen. Nice to meet you all. Take it easy, everybody. If he, If there was a chance in hell he could do that, yeah. he would. Instead, he's going to go up and say, hello, and then uh, someone's going to stand up and say, so what are you doing with Jacob DeGrom? And that's how that will go. I would just go, this is an introductory press conference. My name is Brody. I'll be seeing you all spring training. Adios. Adios. Yeah, that's not how that's going to go. Oh. He's going to add that. That Jacob DeGrom question will be asked in 900 different ways. Probably. My question to you is, do you think it'll be in the first two questions? Or after, over, under? Question one. Question one. Yes. Hmm. I think he'll get a uh, softball first. It'll be set up. Obviously, Brody Van Wagenagen, Um uh, The first thing we, first order of business is uh, signing Jacob DeGrom. Here's why you're wrong. Because Gelbs is going to get the first question. Oh. And he's going to be instructed. You would think, you want to ask about DeGrom, that's fine. Softball first. Well, there's no softball questions for this guy. Sure there is. What do you got? Brody, how did this come about? Why oh. did you want this job? Oh, that's a good one. Good softball question. All right, great. Now, what are we doing with DeGrom? Softball question for one, high and tight question number two. Exactly. All right. Jerry, last night in the NBA, and I don't profess to be an NBA expert by any means. Or fan, and or I, watcher, well, or bystander, or ticket purchaser. Let's agree I'm aware it exists. When was the last NBA game you bought tickets to? Bought tickets yes, to? Yes, not going in to Barclays Center with Boomer and Craig and okay. doing what you did on the That's bench. That's fair. Last NBA game you purchased tickets that to? That I bought a ticket to because yeah. I was given tickets to that a Nets game. Count. Um, was Patrick hmm. Ewing still playing? <laughs> he might have been. I'm not sure I've ever purchased the ticket. <laughs> Come on, really? Because I've gone. Uh, I went to an Orlando Magic game when I worked in Tampa. Doesn't count. I went to some Nets games when they played at Rutgers as a child. That was like 40 years ago. Well, not quite. I'm okay. with you, Alan. Yes. I never bought yeah. uh, tickets. I didn't for... ask you. I'm asking Al. Thank you, Eddie, you for your support. You're trying to make yourself some sort of a basketball no, I'm saying person, I'm... but not an aficionado. Not an aficionado. But when I saw that Clay Thompson had a record, a record, Jerry, last night of 14 three-pointers, I was not that impressed. You go do it. Let me ask you this. Is this one of those stats that they didn't keep track of, like in the Larry Bird era? You know how that happens sometimes? It'd be like, oh, the NFL just started counting sacks they've, in 1990. the three-point stats since they put the three-point line in. When was this? What would you say the three point line was put in? I was gonna say I was gonna say right around nineteen eighty ish. So he hit fourteen. Just Google it. He hit fourteen last night. You tell me no one's ever hit fifteen. One person in an NBA game? No. 
That's what I'm telling you. There's four. I did the math on this. You know he did it in 27 minutes too, right? Well, I was saying there's four quarters. If you take four and divide that into 14, he only needs to hit like three and a half three-pointers a quarter. Right. Or when you only play 27 minutes, that means every two minutes you're hitting a three-pointer. Why don't you try it that way? Okay. He doesn't play 48 minutes. He played half the game. Half the game. You know how many points the Warriors had at halftime? Did you even look at the box score? I was really focused on the record, Jerry, and he, making sure they we... They scored 92 points in the first half. First half. Yeah. Remember when the uh, the Patrick Ewing days, 92 points in a game was a big game. Sure. Yeah, the Warriors scored 92 and a half. Hmm. So that is an impressive... <laughs> it is impressive, yes. Three-pointer <laughs> I mean, record. Are you kidding me? Yes, it's impressive. And he beat uh, his own teammate's record. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah. Seems like these... If I was going to play against the Warriors... See, here's the thing about making 14 threes, Al. Yeah. It's not like um, it's not a three-point shooting contest when there's no defender. There's actually guys running at you. Now, some people like yourself might wet yourself if someone was coming and screaming at you and putting their hands up sure. in your face, and you have to elevate and shoot over them. But these guys are pretty damn good. So if he broke his own teammate's record, if I was coaching against the Warriors, I would try to defend the three-pointer. I have a video piece. Is Izzo coming in today or is he going to take another day off? I'm not sure. Good question. If he shows up today... I have um, a little challenge for you. Video piece challenge. We will take Izzo to the schoolyard. Okay. And I will defend you. Against give my you, three pointers? I'll give you 33s. 33 pointers. I'm the only defender. Could I hit 14 of them? Probably. Correct. Okay. How much you want to put on that? They're not all going to be swishes, Jerry. But... I don't care if you bank them in. Can you make 14 out of no. 33s? Probably not. But you just said it was easy. No, no, I'm saying for a professional basketball player, it doesn't sound... I'm moving the three-point line in five feet for you. It doesn't sound that impressive. Can you make 14 just random shots out of 30 with me defending you? I'm saying in the history of the NBA. Well, it's only since 1979, 80, 81, whatever. I'm sure Larry Bird did it. I'm going to look at his records. He didn't. Who else was a big three-pointer back in the day? Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, Dominique Wilkins. Jordan must have... Right. I thought Michael Jordan was the best. He he was. <laughs> Never hit 14 three-pointers. I guess he hasn't, no. And for some reason, Jerry, the Cleveland Browns have fired Hugh Jackson. And Todd Haley. And Todd Haley. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I thought Haley would have gone first. Well, I thought the, and then the, Jackson. that there was a power struggle between the two. But why is they Greg Williams lost. the head coach? Wasn't he putting bounties on guys? <laughs> he was just a few years so ago. So how is that allowed? And then he named his kid, or he's going to name his kid the defensive coordinator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Keep it in the family. Now, Hugh actually won two games. And right, I believe so now they fire him. Tied one or two. You didn't win last year. You'll come back. You've won two and tied one out of eight. Not good enough. Let me ask you this, Jerry. Since he's won two games and tied one already mm. this year, does he replace Pat Shermer? Because <laughs> he's Ooh, better. Do you even know Pat Shermer, where he coached prior Vikings. to the Giants? No, where he was a head coach. Oh, a head coach. Yes. Oh, Cleveland. Yes. Didn't do so well there either. Do a switcheroo. <laughs> oh, it's the trade deadline today. Trade coaches. Hugh Jackson. Everyone needs Shermer. a change of... uh Shermer. <laughs> a change... What do they call that, Jerry? A change, change of scenery. scenery. Yes. He needs one. This old giant... I can't do another day of this. <laughs> do you think he'll get another full-time head coaching job? No, it'll be who? Hugh Jackson yeah, or Pat Hugh, Shermer? <laughs> Hugh Jackson. Yeah, uh, yeah, full-time job, yes. As a head coach? No. Coordinator. Uh, secondary coach. <laughs> I always felt like how relaxing that must be if you were a head coach that failed. 
and then you get put on like linebackers coach. Like, wait a minute, let me get this straight. So I used to have to be in charge of everybody. Now I just have to make sure these four guys know where they're going. The only point you're missing is as the head coach, you probably make $2 million a year. As the linebackers coach, you're making two fifty. That's fine, but no it's pressure. It's fine. It's a big difference, though, Al. Big difference. If I told you you could go from your $400,000 a year salary as the morning show producer. <laughs> Good one. And you made 50000 as the overnight producer. You want that? No. Okay. So you can take your linebacker job. But it still pays two fifty. <laughs> yeah, but it's when you're making $2 million, it's not quite the same thing, is it? No. Right. And uh, a Saints player says that a Viking fan threw a can of beer at him. Okay. During the uh, uh, at the end of the game, yes, this now, happens all the time. Unfor- it's unfortunate. Isn't I know it? what you're saying, but when I go to a game and I want to get what I call a brewski, Jerry, they always put it in a plastic cup. Right. I don't have the option to throw. Well, he snuck it in. Maybe did you see the guy that brought the chicken wings into the uh, Panthers <laughs> game the other day? And I saw a guy at the World Series drinking a gallon of milk. Yeah, I don't know how, how that works. I don't know. In this day and age, Jerry, of security, shove it down your pants. A big gallon of milk down your pants, chicken wings down your leg. <laughs> no, the chicken wings, it was actually very creative. Did you not see this? No. A guy went to one of the either Cluck You or Popeyes or one of these fried chicken places. And so to be able to get it into the stadium for the Panther game, he had a clear backpack. So he walked in with a clear backpack on his back, and all you saw were his chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> And he was allowed in, and he had his wings. He brought his wings and in. So, yeah, good for him. There's nothing wrong with that. And did you see they put more sexual aids on the field last night? Oh, in Buffalo? <laughs> yes. Boy, that's their thing. <laughs> Why? They throw people through tables. So strange. They light tables on fire, and they throw marital aids on the field. And they don't win. And they don't win. And, they don't win. and someone snuck that in the stadium. Because <laughs> exactly. those are not allowed. The NFL has but, a strict policy against that. But that, I would think, would be easier to hide down your pants. Yeah. Is that a marital aid? No, but thank you very much. We're just happy to see us here tonight. (laughs) We have to take a break. (laughs) When we come back, a lot of hijinks with Homer and Geo at the top on the fence. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, Boomer and Geo coming up next. The Patriots beat the Bills 25-6. to Van Wagenen gets introduced today at City Field. We'll have it live on the fan at 2.30. Knicks beat the Nets 115-96. to What else you got, Elder? Every time I hear Van Wagenen, I think of Van Wilder. Okay. The movie about the college kid. Right. Who drinks a lot. Was he a GM Parties. Too? He was not a GM. Did he play baseball? Nope. Big uh, endorsement from A.J. Hinch, by the way, about Van Wilder. Oh, is that right? Loves the movie. Likes Van Wagenen, too. Oh, Van Wagenen, Van Wilder. Yeah. Uh, the Buccaneers are starting Ryan Fitzpatrick again no this week. No kidding. The Ryan Fitzpatrick era is back, Jerry. It's back. Fitzmagic is back. Fitzmagic is back. Until he throws two interceptions in the first half, and Jameis Winston will come out in the third quarter. Yeah. They just, but when, mess. when they, uh, each one, has, on their fourth interception, they should be removed. That's the bar. Like I agree with that's that. That's what's happened. I would agree with that. They each got pulled, I think. Four out. Four interceptions, you're out. This weird, though. It's like he's better off coming off the bench. He'll probably suck this week. Right. We got a chance. Take it by the... Cojones. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. Oh. And I don't know if you saw a video of Chris Sale's father. I did. Shirtless in the stands. Right. Game four. Swinging a shirt around. Yeah, they... why did that go? Who cares? Oh, I'm interested in that. Why? A shirtless what did father? That do for you? We're talking Jets, <laughs> Giants, and NFL football today on The Fan.